Welcome to Founders Journey Unplugged, where Bastian and I candidly share experiences, challenges, and learnings while building our company from the ground up. This episode is about LOIs, Letter of Intent, and how we have used that experimentation technique to do our business idea discovery and validation. So, Marcus, what do you think today? Um, what, do, what, what would you describe an LOI like if anybody's wondering what this is? So, like, I, I think I stumbled first about LOI, uh, around LOIs a couple of years back, and it, it stands for Letter of Intent. And uh, you can use it in very many different forms. Like, in, for example, when you, when you actually want to go have a, set up a contract with a company, you might want to do an LOI first to agree on the basic terms. Today, we're going to talk about LOIs in a context of user testing, user research, and trying to understand and validate a, a, product, and topic, a product idea. So in this case, an LOI means that you get a very strong confirmation that the customer or this person is interested in whatever you want to offer or sell them. So it's a confirmation of interest um, in a written form, digitally or as a physical paper. So you think um, this should be done in which kind of startup? I mean, um, is this for any startup? Is this for any founder? Um, at which stage? And uh, what is the target of this actually? So I would say it's like you, you can, of course, use it in many different circumstances. We are currently using, and that's why we're talking about it, we've been recently using it to validate our initial product and product idea and show our, like first show investors that actually users are really interested. Um, we did that based on a click prototype that we presented and then collected uh, LOIs from potential customers uh, to confirm first to investors, but also get confirmation for ourselves that we are on a topic that's worth pursuing and worth following through. But it's also, you can also use it in a context of just building a second or third or fourth or fifth product. Say, okay, we want to build a new product or a new value proposition. And we we'll want to validate whether it's worth putting more money in. So maybe you don't want to even convince investors, but it's more about an investment that you as a company do. And It is a very strong validation to say, okay, it, it seems we should follow through, we should put money in. So that could be a different context, even for a large organization where you want to use LOIs uh, for, for user testing and validation. Or what do you think? Like, can you come up with other circumstances where you would use it? I think I have also seen it, um, for example, proof for grants is a very common topic um, where this is, can be very powerful. And um, maybe also mentioning there the difference when you're much more consumer focused, uh, you would not less give to the signed LOI of a single user, but you rather would like to bring this uh, to sign up in a landing page and uh, trying to give you the payment details, etc. And so this can be seen as this equivalent uh, for B2C user testing in a more B2B oriented business usually. This is what our experience was there. That's true, that's true. I have seen it also more in, in the B2B world. I've seen it in B2C. And so like, for example, having user testing with customers and then like to really get a strong confirmation whether those customers are interested in your product, you can also use it after testing a prototype and ask them, hey, can you put your payment details here and will you sign that you uh, would actually buy this product if it's available? 
So you can use it in a in a qualitative manner, but of course in B2C you have way more other validation and experimentation techniques, such as landing page testing and, and stuff that you mentioned. So in, in B2B you have a smaller tool set, so it's a more commonly used one in B2B. That's right. I, I agree. And why why would you think uh, why do you think it's so powerful actually? So the the beauty of it is you can get already a very clear confirmation of a customer, potential customer, while not having a product yet developed. Because what is the most expensive way to test the customer is by developing a product and then trying to sell it, right? So a lot of the budget has been burned and then you get out this message. And with this, you can get conformity, like uh, like confirmation, like you said already before, also for yourself, not only for investors, partners, etc., but also for yourself, that you are working on the right thing. And um, it is different. You have probably experienced this yourself in the life that you have talked to people and tried to present something to them. And usually people are very friendly and always cheering you and telling you you're doing a nice thing, right? This has happened to everybody of us. And otherwise, and later on, you tried to contact them and they did not even reply anymore. And you exactly try to avoid being tracked by this, by just this verbal, friendly, nice um, feedbacks, but really getting a person to to sign something or give you at least a written text uh, a mail could be the simple structure of LOI and, and this is really different it's a different step and a much harder confirmation even though it's not hard in terms of contractually uh, enforceable later right. yeah that's a that's a good point and it is it is like it it comes in many different forms um, and we have, like, we have initially started with just talking and researching customers. We're going to talk about this in other uh, episodes. And then for those where we really figured out that we want to show them a prototype, they could be an interesting potential customers. Um, I think it was like 15, 20 customers that we initially did prototype tests with. And towards the end of the prototype testing, we like, yeah, as you said, you, you oftentimes hear a lot of, positive feedback and customers say, yeah, it's cool. But then uh, we approached it and approached them and said, hey, would you be up for an LOI? Like you can describe a little bit of how we have done it, how we actually ended up getting these LOIs. Yeah, so um, we were in the first stage talking to quite a lot of customers, figuring out the problem. And then when we thought we might have uh, realized a good problem to go into, uh, we defined target customers. So this is very important the LOIs of your real target customers are much more important. So look first uh, to identify what uh, slice is exactly the first customers that you want to approach with. And uh, then, of course, you have to think also about the kind of uh, decision structure within this company. It's very important. So what is the thing you want to figure out with this LOI? What is the thing you want to be proved? Is it that there is a willingness to pay for it? Is it that there is a willingness to invest some time in this or is it for another reason so you really have to think about this what is the most critical assumption actually uh, that would break your business and depending on that you can put, sometimes also avoid um, putting for example figures uh, for a contract volume into this LOI because as soon as you do this this will be on a higher management decision level so if you Depends how much time you have, depends what's your goal. If you want mainly an expert confirmation that 
these people have an actual problem and these experts would promote you and would push you with your product because they really want this solved, then you could sometimes even avoid a contract value if you are pretty sure that in this business, in this industry, in this problem that you're solving, the money, getting money for it is not the big issue. It's much more getting the buy-in of the uh, the, the user persona. Um, then uh, you could also go for such a structure. So uh, maybe, Marcus, let's discuss a little bit also these different personas uh, that could be uh, interest, in the, especially in the B2B structure, um, when uh, trying to bring a product to the market. Yeah, that's, that's a good point because... Um, we we were initially like reaching out to the leaders of departments and then oftentimes they forwarded us to the experts in the department and then um sometimes we we went back to the leader uh the LOI i think was mostly signed by the leaders but always based on also a conversation with their experts in the field uh so it, there were some people involved and it's kind of a try it's a dry run for your sales process you kind of learn about your sales process as well and, and, the, and how difficult it might be to get to that point. And I think in the early days, like when you collect your first NYs, it might feel a little bit uncomfortable or you might feel uncomfortable because it's, it sometimes might feel strange to ask for it. So we were rather careful in the beginning and say, hey, maybe you would want to send us an email confirmation. But then we noticed like after we talked about it to customers about it, they were really open and said, yeah, like no problem, I can... If you send me over LOI, I'm happy to cite that. And uh, so I think we also learned ourselves that we need to get some confidence of this and figure out our way how to do that but kind of this early sales process, basically. So uh, I think, Basti, you can describe a little bit how we ended up then collecting those LOIs and in what format we organized and structured that. Yeah, I think uh, what is important in LOI has to be in written format. This is the difference uh, that makes a psychological difference of the opposite person in the decision and in the clarity. And you could even do an LOI, just a confirmative email. So you could even write the email to the person and then just uh, please confirm that you have this understanding or this uh, express this interest or please send me back this uh, email. Uh, this could be very low end. And the much higher end is, of course, a really nice looking like a small contract, LOI, with putting the logos of the company, putting the title of the person there, uh, and also um, giving, for example, potential future contract uh, volumes in there. Uh, one thing you should uh, be always uh, careful with is like, give them the chance to return from it. Otherwise, uh, it will be very hard. Uh, so usually, it's not common in LOI that it is hard binding, right? Most of the time, LOIs are not hard binding, uh, but this depends, of course, on the goal that you have. And um, so you see, you can vary pretty much in the structure of the format. And um, you can experiment around with it. And uh, if you have the confidence, I mean, we would always uh, recommend uh, to go for the more formalized one because it's slightly higher uh, co confirmation. But um, even having an email structured format would already be nice. And you probably also wonder... What is a good ratio, actually, of kind of LOIs to actually receive of having re uh, of the ratio to that that you have requested? I think this is a very hard uh, answer to give there. Uh, we can maybe share our ratio that we had. So uh, with really defining the target customers, uh, we were, for example, approaching about twenty of those, 
And about half of those we could uh, turn into an LOI. So you have a benchmark from our experience, even though we cannot exactly put this in the kind of real picture that, that uh, you would have to achieve in another industry. Yeah. So I think, yeah, 2020 were in the broader range uh, of like 23 of those, but I think we got two or three real rejections where they said, no, we don't sign the NOI. And with some, we also had a feeling during the conversation, during the prototype demo, then um, we're not really sure whether it even makes sense to ask this type of customer because they're not really have the problem yet or they're not really our tired customers so you of, of course it never it's not a, it's not a problem to just ask them um but sometimes you might already feel that it's it's uh yeah you don't you don't need to ask them i think for for so sometimes they have to go up the management level so with one client a really large one they had to go multiple management levels and that we got a rejection because of some yeah internal management goals that they had to 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 uh, focus on so it was a little strange but in most cases it was all even if we got a rejection it was really valuable because we followed up with these customers and said please give us honest and real feedback why you did not want to sign the NOI what was the reason because that helps us we don't want to push you to sign it we just want to understand why you're not signing it so I think that was also really like key learning and what kind of content you put in? Like you, of course, describe a little bit of your vision idea. You can describe the company. You can add a list of potential features. Of course, be, be put a disclaimer there. It's always, uh, you need to be careful on that front. Um, and give the customer the option to make it their own. So we've sent them a template and said, hey, feel free to change it. Some customers went wild, put the logo there, really changed stuff um, in a certain sense. Some just took our template, signed it, uh, and send it back. So give give it some flexibility. Uh, I think that's 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 a fair point uh, to to ask uh, for or be flexible with. But our our hint would clearly be really prepare it for them. Try to give them a very very nice draft. Even take the time to individualize it a little bit, uh, depending on the talk how the talk was. Go through your notes and then make it very individual as much as possible, uh, because then you will have the higher chance. And uh, it is comparable hard to tell them please just write me this one because it takes easily half an hour an hour time that they have to cut out of the day uh, just to write it uh, so you can really be helpful there and probably still get pretty much the same confirmation level so do you have any final thoughts on on LOI's buffer yeah so i really would like to insist on be very um aggressive in getting LOIs and Asking for LOIs, even in some situations where you're not 100% sure if this will be your future customer. Um, I, we have seen this uh, now when you come back to a person that has already signed an LOI for you, uh, then they always feel somehow a bit uh, owing you a favor. So they would always at least be open to another meeting, get in the discussion. So don't underestimate this power of having something written, a written commitment. Most people take this serious. And we hope that this was a very interesting topic for you. I think uh, validation of product ideas, business ideas is a very broad topic. We're going to talk more about this down the line because it's really deep in highlight. Very, very important to us. As Bastian said, building a product is the most expensive way to test it. And the same is true for business. So LOIs is one experimentation method to get really strong validation on your value proposition, on your prototype, on your business idea. And uh, yeah, we have been using it here and there in the past, but never like as structured and formalized as we've done it. 
uh, this time in, in our venture that we started. So feel free to share your experiences with LOIs, your tips, your hints um, with other people. And uh, we're going to link you also one or two other interesting articles. And yeah, uh, have fun collecting LOIs and uh, see you in uh, the next next episode. Bye. Bye-bye.